RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Hello, pretty ladies. You are listening to Instant Pretty Podcast. I'm your co-host, Abby Kiefer. And I'm your other co-host, Talia Keen. Today, we are joined by a mover and shaker in the Tampa hair scene. That would be stylist Tanya Fabian, otherwise known as T-Fab. T-Fab. Hey. Hi. Tanya <laughs> works at the very popular Tribeca Salon. They have multiple locations in South Tampa and Emore. E- Sorry. Why more? <laughs> Let me start that over. Today, we are joined by a mover and shaker in the Tampa hair scene. That would be stylist Tanya Fabian otherwise known as T-Fab. Hey. Tanya works at the very popular Tribeca Salon. They have multiple locations in South Tampa and Ybor, and coming soon, drum roll. Seminole Heights. Heights. Yeah. All right, cool. Hi, Tanya, and welcome to Instant Pretty. Hello. Hi, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me, ladies. Happy to have you. Yeah. So tell us how you got started in the hair industry. So I first went to college at Florida State University, and I was there for about a year and a half, and my major was international affairs. And I had taken tons of politics and history classes in high school and was fascinated by it, loved it, thought I wanted to be, you know, in politics. And after a few short classes, I realized that is not at all what I wanted, though I'm fascinated by politics, I in no way want to be involved in that. So then I had no idea what I wanted to do from there. So I just withdrew from school and worked full time for about a year and ran into an old girlfriend of mine that I'd gone to middle school with. And we used to carpool together and, you know, she was an old friend of mine. And she was someone I'd always looked up to, like super smart, valedictorian in middle school, graduated the top of the class, could have gone anywhere she wanted, you know, for college. And she went on full ride scholarship to University of Florida. I don't even know if she knows that she's my inspiration. <laughs> That's kind of cool. She went to um, University of Florida for on a scholarship and then took a year off to go to hair school. And I ran into her one time at the gym. She was, you know, working there part time while she was in hair school. And I was so inspired, like, oh, this is something that is a valid career. You know, it hadn't really occurred to me like that because to go back, my mom went to cosmetology school out of high school. But she never got her license, so she was never a practicing cosmetology or cosmetologist. She just, you know, kitchen cuts for my whole life. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a haircut <laughs> in a salon until I was in hair school. So anyway, I ran into her, and it just kind of sparked this, like, I don't know, this, like, fire inside of me. Within that same month of meeting her, or running into her, rather, I went on a tour to a hair school, enrolled, and started that same month. Wow. And that was, I never looked back. That was just the beginning. As soon as I went on a tour, I walked into the school and I just like felt the energy. I'm getting chills right now. I just remember being like, yep, this is where I should be. That was the first time I'd felt that feeling of home. How many years ago was that? That was about 10 years ago. I graduated a little over 10 years ago. I graduated the summer of 2008. Yeah. Were you creative growing up? Yeah, I would say so. I think so. I was always, I mean, even to this day, I love crafting. I'm like a 90-year-old crafter. So I love doing that type of stuff. You know, my mom was always very creative. And so she always had like an art project for us or painting or we had like a little treasure box that we made with all our crafts in it. You know, whenever I was bored, I'd always just go to the craft closet and we had everything you can imagine, construction paper and markers and, you know, everything that was the kids could use anyway. So yeah, I think so. But I think my difficulty was I never found my medium, you know, until I went to hair school. And then again, it was like all the stars aligned and it just clicked. Like, I can paint hair. What? I can cut hair. What? This is cool. Yeah. I am. I actually grew up wanting to be a linguist and I was head over heels with language. And then I was just denied for one of my only school that I wanted to get into. And I was like, crap, Mm -hmm. fine. I'll go to art school. I wound up going to one of the top art schools, but I was always an artist too growing up. I never considered actually going to art school though. Right. And it just kind of happened that way. So then I'm sure you found that it was so easy to like conceptualize the colors and you know the geometry of the cut and all of this stuff because you just kind of had it in you you just didn't know that that's was your calling definitely it very much just made sense to me like it just clicked and it felt really great 
all except for learning the graduated Bob. I will never forget that day <laughs> in hair school. Sorry, mom, to convince this, or to say this, but I never smoked a cigarette in my life. I smoked a cigarette that day. I walked out <laughs> oh of hair God. school and was like, I need this. It was the worst haircut for me to learn. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. You pull everything back. Yeah. It was just so tough. I don't know. It was just that day. It was, I mean, a, it was a bad, it was a bad time for yeah. hair, actually. I've gotten way better at it, guys. Don't worry. I've had 10 years of practice. But that day was rough. Um, what school, what hair school did you go to? I went to the Salon Professional Academy in Tampa. And now it's called, it's off a of gun highway. Now it's called the Summit Salon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so besides um, the graduated Bob, what else, <laughs> what, what did you thrive in during school and what were your struggles? Oh, man. Well, I... Um, how about the perm? Oh, the perm, perm was my antithesis. Do you know, I learned how to wrap a perm pretty well. I got decent at that, but I never actually performed a perm until I'm not kidding you about two months ago. Really? <laughs> For the first time ever. I'm the bravest gentleman I've ever known. A perm on a guy, yeah. not, nonetheless. Yep. Not a reform, but no, a perm. a perm. So he has super, super straight hair, like the straightest hair. And he just wanted to be able, it like stuck straight up and out. And he just wanted to be able to like wear it down or wear it over or just have a little bit of texture. So I put five perm rods on the top of his head, <laughs> gave him a little bit of curl, and we were so stoked about it. I was like, I'm so happy. We cheered and had five at the end. It was so great. That's awesome. It's a good story. Um, so tell us about Tribeca. How did that start? How did you get involved? Yeah. So Tribeca also came into my life like the stars aligning. I had gone on to, when you graduate from hair school, they help with job placement. So you go on um, salon tours and you take your resume with you and you kind of walk around and you just tour the salon. Really, you, you're interviewing them in a sense, you know, like what type of vibe do I want? Where do I want to work? Do I want high end? Do I want a place where I'm going to have more people in and out? You know, what do I want? Well, I had no idea because again, I'd never been into a salon before. I'd only had, I'd had an updo twice for prom, the other time, or you know, homecoming prom, the other times my mom had done it in the kitchen. So I didn't even know what a salon was. So I, we had gone on, you know, this was our second, I think, day of touring and maybe the sixth salon we walked into. And as soon as we walked in, again, the energy, I just felt it. I got like chills in my whole body and I just, it was like, I just knew. And my boss, Brandon Wagner, who is the owner, um, he was the one that stopped that day and was like, hey guys, how's it going? You want a tour? And stopped what he was doing to walk around and just told us about the salon and about, you know, his, his motto and his passions. And I just was so inspired. It was the only salon that I applied to. <laughs> and um, it was the only place that I wanted to work. And I just knew that that's where I needed to be, which is kind of funny because originally I didn't get the job. <laughs> I, um, I applied and went through about a two and a half to like three month hiring process of like three or four interviews. Very intense. I've never, you know, it was 21 years old. I'd never done anything like that yeah. before. And, um, but you know, everyone was very welcoming all the, th all the way through, but I went through in the final step as a cutting interview and you do a cut on a client and set graduated damn Bob. <laughs> Thank God it was God not, damn, but Bob. you had to switch, you know, you, you brought a, a model with you and then you had to switch on the day of. So it's like totally thrown. You think, you know, you're going to do the haircut and then you do an, Oh, oh wow. that's how they do. Uh -huh. Yeah. It up. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, well, the future, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so I had done the interview and thought it went so great. And the next day, you know, Brandon called me and he was like, dang, Tanya, I, I really like you, but you're third on my list. I only have two spots, you know, big bummer. And in my head, not like that, you know, he's kind about it. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, sure, sure. This is what you say to everybody next on my list. I don't think so. But I was like depressed and bummed for two days. I just, I didn't. It felt wrong. I didn't know what was wrong. You can right. even ask my family. I just moped around the house. I was just like, no. You wanted it. Right. I did. I want it so bad. I felt it. So then Brandon, my boss, calls me on that third day, and he's like, hey, Tanya, how's it going? My receptionist just told you to me that she's moving across the country. How would you feel about working at the front desk first and then becoming an apprentice, you know? And I was like... Absolutely. Oh, I cool. just as want to long work as I'm you. there. Yeah. Want to get my foot in the door? I'll nice. Do you want me to mop? Cool. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I started with the company. And I worked at the front desk for about six months and then was an apprentice for about six months and then hit the floor about 12 months later. Well, the cool thing about being front, the, the front entry mm -hmm. is that you literally see every face that comes in and out and they see your face. Yes. So when the transition, when you're actually on the floor, I would think that the transition would have been 
probably a little smoother for you. I think so. Because people trusted you at this point because they they saw your face. We see that in our our location, too. When we do a new hire, if they don't come around Mm -hmm. and they only come around when they have a service... To, to provide for one of our clients, people don't get used to seeing them. Right. And they don't tend to book with them. It's like this weird phenomena of the right. universe. It's true. So. It's like even just a visual rapport you can create mm-hmm. with someone like, all right, I instantly trust you because I see you here. Exactly. You know? Within the first time, it's a little... I don't really know you yet. You're new. So did you have any front desk skills (laughs) except for personality? I I would say I'm a pretty good multitasker or I was at the time. Um, I've been in customer service since I was 14 and I kind of thrive on that. Mm -hmm. So heck yes. Customer service (laughs) number one. Um, Being proactive and like coming up with solutions and following through. I don't know. I mean, shucks. (laughs) I'm a really great. I always say I'm a really great at brainstorming, but follow through is not my strong suit. Well, you need a Virgo in the room. Yeah. Virgos help with that. That's right. (laughs) Um, And I'm not a Virgo, by the way, but just saying. Yeah, you are Pisces. Mm -hmm. You just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And you are Scorpio, right? That's right. That's right. Let's meet you back at our you back at 12 <laughs> we know you scorpios okay off off a t- on a tangent anyhow go what else you got abby um what were your struggles when you first started oh just i have to go back to not having really any experience in a salon you know salon reality so when you're in hair school they basically teach you how to pass state boards. You're taking a test, yeah. you know, and and that's great. That's very important. Sanitation and chemicals and basic formulation. But then you graduate and they put you in a salon and give you a pair of shears and like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, I have to apply this knowledge now. You right. know what I mean? And for me, not having any experience prior to that or any kind of basis to go off of, I wanted to lay that foundation, which is another reason I was looking specifically for a salon where you have an apprentice program, because then you have time on the floor to really learn more and refine your skills and get hands-on experience, you know? Working on a mannequin head is really great, and it helps in you teach haircuts, but a mannequin head is never, ever, ever going to act or look or react the same way to a, a human head of hair, you know? Yeah, that'd be weird if they turned around and said, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> or turn their head when you're it's applying like oils. <laughs> that would be creepy. <laughs> I used to scare my friends with uh, the giant closet of mannequin heads at hair school. Oh, <laughs> it's real creepy looking. Turn the lights down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was... That was probably my biggest struggle. Other than that, I mean, I'm clearly a chatty Kathy. I don't, I like to be around people, you know, I, ha- I like to be artistic. So other than that, I think it was a very natural fit for me. Thank God. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about with Tribeca? Like they have different levels, like master. Yes. How does that work? Yep. Junior. We're on a level system there. So it really caters to all different budget types and experience types, which is really great. So our our junior stylists, they're Tyro levels. And then we have a crafter level, an artisan level, and then maestro is our top level stylist. Oh, okay. And depending on the level of stylist, you know, determines your price and the amount of experience that you have. But even our lowest level stylist has been all the way through hair school and been an apprentice for anywhere from 12 to 18 months. So that way people, when they come to Tribeca, they know that they've got a quality stylist who has you know, done their learning, so so to speak. And that brings us to the next question, actually, because when I think of Tribeca, I definitely think of their ongoing education mm-hmm. based on what our conversations in the past, because I, I hear you're always going on trainings and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do provide a lot of uh, ongoing education to their stylists. Is that mostly yes. in-house? Because you guys do have a training facility in Ebor. Is that what I understand? Sort of. We have a classroom there. It's a 4,000 square foot space. So we have plenty of room. We actually have a classroom in the back that can hold hold comfortably maybe a class of 15 to 20 but our staff is you know closer to 50 people at least so we usually just go in the center of the ebor location and kind of move a little furniture around and that gives us plenty of space to be able to do classes we usually have to shut down the salon at the time because again when you get all 50 staff members in there it gets really busy but classes are super fun you know we have a lot of hands-on sometimes we do demos where it's just what we call look and learn where you're you know you're just kind of watching and taking notes um anywhere from we just did a beard trimming class the other day all the way to we're doing a balayage class next week so we do we do a lot of education you know 
the hair industry is part of the fashion industry and right. it's always changing and right. trends are coming and going and new techniques are being developed and it's kind of our responsibility as you know leaders in fashion to be able to stay up on the trends right so. and so what products do you did you guys just focus on a certain amount of products i mean usually or do you guys as a as colorist are you able to have your own colors no color we're systems? a commission salon at tribeca so unlike um the majority of the industry actually is like a booth rental and they're typically in charge of their own products their own color things like that tribeca is a commission salon so um the salon provides the color and the back bar products and the I mean, our tools are kind of our own, you know, right. shears and brushes and combs and yeah, stuff like that. But right, but the color and the and the product lines is provided by the salon. So and and we have you know the utmost quality and product lines. Our main color line is Kevin Murphy, mm -hmm. which is um, a color line based out of Cal um, not California, Australia. Wow. Um, yep. And Kevin Murphy is the name of the stylist, and he created the range. You know, and it started with a line of styling products. He's um, a big editorial photo photographer for, um, you know, over in Europe and Australia, especially where is where he got started, you know, for Vogue and Marie Claire and all kinds of ma magazines. And he was having trouble finding hair products that would do exactly what he wanted with the hair. So he's a stylist or a photographer for... I'm sorry. He's, he's a, a stylist. stylist. An editorial okay. stylist. Edit right? Okay, I gotcha. His husband is actually a photographer. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Match. Um, so... So anyway, so he was having trouble finding the exact product to make his hair do exactly what he wanted. So he decided, I'll just create my own. Right. And so he did. And that's how the product lines got started. And they're all, you know, he's very dedicated to being, you know, as green as possible. They have a great recycling program. They just started launching. Um, their bottles are going to be 100% recyclable, made from like ocean recyclable materials. Right. Launching just, I think this month actually is when that's starting. The shape of the product line itself was designed in order to be able to fit as many products inside of a box to cut down on shipping containers, you know? Wow. So the products themselves, they're all, they're all natural oils and shea butter and honey and oil and all kinds of products that are going to be helping your hair and not hurting your hair. You know or the I mean? environment. Or the environment, exactly. It's a really great product line. We love it. So then later, years later, he came out with a color line and the color line is incredible and now we got rid of we phased out the other color line that we were using and now we use pretty much kevin murphy 100 percent. so i know euro usually runs zero to 12 on the scale since he's from australia mm -hmm. does, what's the scale of it's to 10 to 10 well i mean he, it does go to no kevin murphy goes to 10 what are you talking about 12 series so a scale like basically your hair color and the shades and what you're trying to achieve so for example i'm like a strong well, I'm not a strong two, but I'm between a two and a three. Um, and you're kind of similar to me, very, very dark. But when the you're trying to get... lightness and darkness. Correct. Okay. So you're trying to get to a blonde, you, that would be a 10 on the scale of color. Color, when right, you're applying. Mm -hmm. And so, but Europe, and I don't know, I, I don't know if they're shying away from it now, but I know that this used to be the case at least, mm -hmm. that the European lines go to 12. So you're able, a lot of people like the European lines because they're able to get two those, shades those lighter. girls with the yeah, light exactly. blonde hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a lot impression. of products, right? There's a lot of products that they can use in Europe that are not approved by the ADA. So they're yeah, able true. to get... That have stronger power, yep. you know, than, than we can. With I mean, you can do products. double volumes, I suppose, still, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So. We, we got plenty of tricks up our sleeves. Don't worry. <laughs> but, yeah, but there are some things, you know, that are just like, man, if we were over in Europe, we'd have that product, but we don't yeah. carry it in America. I mean, in all honesty, sometimes things that powerful are probably not that great for the right. integrity of your hair anyway, so... I don't know. So you use exclusively Kevin Murphy or anything else? No, we um, we also have some Schwarzkopf color that we carry. We carry their... Um, I like that brand. Line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great color line. They've given us great support in the last several years. Lots of education from them. They're, they're a really great product line. They were purchased by... Because they, they sold a number of years ago to... Was it L'Oreal? Who did um, they sell to? Yes. I'm trying to think. Anyhow, whoever, right? Uh, yeah, somebody I, out there knows this yeah, answer. Yeah, they went public very recently, which is why we ended up stop carrying their product line because, unfortunately, when that happens, then the quality of the product line tends to go down. And well, the exposure too—you're not ex as a, an exclusive right. retailer anymore. It's hard to carry a product line and, and charge two or three hundred dollars for color when you can see that same exact product in box on the shelf for yep. eight dollars at the store. You right. Know? So. 
we decided, all right, we'll just kind of change the game a little bit mm-hmm. and we'll bring in a new product line that we really are passionate about and is passionate about the environment and works, you know, performs really well. Right. So, and honestly, a lot of my clients' hair has gotten healthier since using this color, which is amazing. Ooh, that's great. awesome. Yeah, always a great thing. And so Schwarzkopf, Kevin Murphy, Murphy and you carry a little bit of um, like retail end or Redken, and okay. we carry a little bit of Paul Mitchell color line. Retail is pretty much all Kevin Murphy. And also we carry fabric, which is a line that Tribeca created. It's oh. a dedicated line. Yeah. How do you spell that? F-A-B-R-I-C. Okay. Just like, just, just fabric like fabric. Okay. Wear, right. Exactly. And so all of the names we, you know, as a salon, we sat down and we voted and we took turns. So our blood, sweat, and tears went into this line. Nice. And we named all the products. And they all have something to do with the, with, you know, sewing or fabric, you know, reupholster and suede oh, and okay. cross-stitch. These oh, are all cool. themes. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. So it's, it's a really great line. So it, that's also very budget-friendly, which is really okay. great because we're on, because we're on a scale cost-wise of hair services, we also need a scale of, you know, sure. products. So fabric is while it performs it's more budget friendly and then kevin murphy is a little bit higher end a little bit more prescriptive are you able to blend the two together say if you get you know Mm -hmm. a shampoo conditioner and the lower end line but then i don't know a sort of i don't know blowout serum or something in the definitely definitely in fact i recommend that to a lot of clients you know if if this is your budget for the for today let's make this work within it you know maybe you don't need quite as strong of a shampoo, but mm-hmm. you really need a really great conditioner right. to go in there and help repair that moisture, you know? So while we're at it, um, what's your favorite product by Kevin Murphy and what's your favorite product by Fabric? Ooh, so tough. Okay, so for Fabric, I think I'm going to say, I kind of have two, but I'm going to say Gossamer, which is, uh, or the Gossamer line, Plush, is the name of our, it's like a spray foam. Okay. It's a really light foam that gives you a root lift right up at the root. Um, it also smells really good. It's really kind of light and citrusy, which is nice. Um, it's super velvety. So, and I have really fine hair, but if as long as you don't use a ton of it, it doesn't weigh down your hair and it adds super shine. My other favorite from Fabric is called Dry Clean Only. It's our um, dry, dry shampoo. shampoo. Oh, hell yes. yeah. It's clever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great. It comes out kind of cool on your scalp. So, especially in Florida when you're like a little bit hot and sweaty, right. spray a little bit of that on the scalp. Oh. Good to, mm-hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Nice. Oh, and then what um, sort of things do you specialize in for services at Tribeca? Like what, A, what are you crazy about doing? What do you love to do? And B, what, do you what are you just... What your clients into doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like down the you only do Brazilians. That's yeah. it. The haircut for today is the graduated bob. <laughs> Damn it. It's Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. I release it today. <laughs> no, but, you know, things that you love to do, A, mm-hmm. and then B, what are you just really good at? Like, what do you know? If you if we were to ask one of your co, co-workers, mm-hmm. what would they know you as? Oh, man, that's so tough. So I think maybe, and also hopefully this falls in line with one of my favorite things to do is just balayage. Balayage in in any way, shape, or form, which I know a lot of people are familiar with and also other ways to say it, like balayage and balayage and (laughs) balayage. I get all the names. It's so great. But balayage is, you know, how you say And basically balayage is a word. It's a French word. It means to sweep. So it describes the way that you're applying the color onto the hair. So balayage can mean 1,000 different things depending on the person. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's not only three ways to do balayage. It completely depends on your face shape and your hair shape and what's on your hair, you know, and the haircut that you have. So it's what it technically means to paint paint or to sweep sweep on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you sweep two-thirds of the shaft of hair or one inch of it right right it's to the me. technique now well, yeah what is what is what right? is your technique for it so it totally depends that's what i ask someone you know do you want to see do you want more of like a root extension because it's a balayage even if you go all the way up to this area like okay. with just a little root extension even if you only go up this high that's also a balayage you know what i mean some of my friends get it and they get it because it's kind of like the like low, like low maintenance highlights. Totally, yes. That's my favorite thing about it. I'm a low maintenance kind of gal. I don't like to be what I call like being a slave to your hair, where mm-hmm. you have to go get it done every certain weeks. I mean, to be honest, you know that's my professional bread and butter. I appreciate that from my clients, and I'm there all the time. I'll always be there for you. But I don't like people to have to feel like they have to be there, you know, unless or they, they can't go to. out in public if their hair isn't right, done. Right, right, exactly. So I like to find, you know, a way that people can be them, their best selves, you know, as long as possible with just, you know, a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, that's why the most important thing about getting your hair done is a consultation with your stylist. Mm -hmm. If you sit down, if you're getting color especially, and you sit down with your stylist and you don't spend minimum of 10 to 15 minutes talking, you should not get your hair done there because there's absolutely no way like, just like that, we already talked and we had three different views of balayage, what right. it was right off the bat, right? right? It's so important to talk to your stylist and look at pictures. And I always ask people, show me things you want and show me things you don't want. Mm -hmm. I want to know what yeah. my scale is, you know what I mean, or what you're willing to work with. Right. So so you love balayage. I and do. then are you known for it? Or yeah, I would. I think so. <laughs> people Great. ask me for it all the time. They say I'm a balayage specialist. Well, there you go. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We found it. So um, we're going to shift gears from Tribeca mm -hmm. and talk about more just the hair scene, the hair world, and right what's on. trending right now. Yeah. In your opinion, what do you feel is trending and what's hot right now? So what I, what's hot right now, what I'm seeing a lot of is choppy length. Choppy length, that kind of any length, really, whether it's a choppy bob, like chin length above the shoulders or that like I'm seeing a lot of mid length chop or even really long, but just textured, you know, a little bit of shattered kind of texture at the bottom with with like a nice blunt line. I'm loving also lots of kind of modern layering where it's not as much layers up on the surface, but more layers within the interior. So you kind of have movement and texture without having, you know, here are all of my layers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, how do you, how is that technique? Uh, so you pull up from the whole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so what you do is area you'll then... kind of, you know, part up the top section, you're working down kind of in the lower section, working your way through wherever, wherever you kind of need to create create texture, but I use a few different techniques called, um, you know, weave cutting or channeling, some people call it, where you essentially create holes within the haircut for the hair to go. Short hair or supports long lengths, short lengths support long lengths. So you have to put short lengths within the hair in order to boost up the longer lengths. So if someone has th thinner hair, mm -hmm. that's a good technique for them. Yes. To some extent, you have to be careful because you obviously can't texturize fine thin hair as much as you can super thick hair right. so there's a fine line between you know the right type of texturizing but always yeah almost every hair type needs texture some super super fine textures i like to just do super super blunt lines and just keep it really crisp looking because that makes it look really nice and thick and full mm -hmm. which i love <laughs> and uh anything else that comes to mind in in the trending world right now i mean even um, within color outside of even cuts color colors is just very much balayage yeah a lot of um you know a lot of like really vibrant colors were coming around the past couple years and now i think it's kind of almost fading kind of beautifully into like pastel colors are kind of popular these days mm -hmm. which is really fun they're really high maintenance which is tough especially when you live in a place like florida with our sun and our beaches and our terrible water you know but be that as it may, we have tools, you know, that can help us with that, you know, like take home color refreshers, at home toners and things like that, that you can kind of help to keep your color fresh. But yeah, I think vibrant colors are kind of here for a while. And balayage always, I really don't think that's going anywhere. Right. I think that's going to be here for a long, long time. Um, what about treatments? Like talk to us about keratin. I know that that's a big thing right now. So we don't actually perform any like of the really strong straightening treatments at our salon. Anything that has like any of the formaldehyde or any of the strong chemicals, we don't even carry that because we're just trying to be as natural as possible. You know, if the manufacturer is recommending that you wear a mask when you perform the service, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that to me. I don't want to do that to my client. And I don't want to do that to the client in the chair next to me. Mm -hmm. So um, we do have a couple of smoothing services that we do where it's it's more like a protein. You know, keratin is protein. Our hair is protein. Right. So it's repairing that, but in a, in a much more organic form rather mm -hmm. than coating it with plastic. You know what I mean? Other than that, we have Kevin Murphy carries these really great products called Treat Me. And there's four different Treat Me's um, to specialize in whatever need that you need. And one of my favorite ones is there's a protein treatment. It's called the Strength Treatment. And it repairs the protein in your hair. And I love using that. Even for me, I have super fine hair. So I use that even on my just natural hair just to make it feel like really strong. You know what I mean? So I prefer to do treatments like that and enhance someone's natural texture rather than give them some sort of coating that's going to destroy their hair ultimately, you know, in the future, block a potential color service or, you know, something like that. So do you follow up those treatments with a flat iron or with heat? 
of a blow dryer or it doesn't matter? You do. There is a flat iron that follow that goes like during the treatment, you know, um, but what I like to do is just adjust the heat on the flat iron so that you're not using quite as much heat as, as humanly possible. Well, Brazilian and the keratin use a high heat. Right, right. Very, very high heat right. from Which what I understand. Not great. I mean, that's what makes it work. And yeah. I'll be honest, this is totally just a personal preference for me because one of my best friend gets um, the Brazilian blowouts and she absolutely loves them and swears by them. And I love them when I, I get them twice a year generally. Mm -hmm. Yep. But so to each his own, you know, I'm not here to say don't get them just for me. I don't, you know, it's not a service that I do and we don't have it at the salon. Yeah. But like I said, for some people, it's a game changer because it cuts down the drying time of your hair in half, I've heard, and it makes your hair look super shiny. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I would just say do your research, you know, and, and, find out what you're getting into before you get into it. And, you know, because sometimes when people do these services, they get it done and then they think, I'm going to go get highlights next week. And then right. it's like, oh, you can't because yeah. you got this treatment. So, right. You know, no, that's a good here. point. That's mm -hmm. a really good point. You have anything else on that topic, Abs? No. Um, what about guys? Do you do guy guys' hair? Sure do. Yep. Got a lot of male clients. They're awesome. <laughs> what is the most common thing that they look for? They're probably not as high maintenance as women. They don't come and sit in your chair and be like, uh, can I have highlights right in here? <laughs> Little layers right here, some face framing. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. Her first perm was on a dude. That's true. My first perm was on a dude. So true. So <laughs> not so much with color. I have not I don't have quite as many male clients with color. Um, but mostly with cut, you know, a lot of guys, just like women, we have all of our things that we get nervous about. Men get really nervous about balding, you know yeah. what I mean? Or losing their hair and like spots back here or graying, you know what I mean? Things like that. So it's a lot of it is just talking to them and teaching them how to style it. You know what I mean? And how, how to make it look good. So, and telling them, listen, you're your own worst enemy. No one is staring at this tiny little bald spot <laughs> like you are. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So, um, so no John, Don Johnson um, frosted tips or... Oh, no, no, thank the Lord. No, uh, Just for men. Just, <laughs> mostly just kind of what I would call like a little bit of gray blending, kind of keeping it very natural looking. But I usually encourage, if you haven't gained this um, theme or if I haven't made it clear, I like to be very natural, you know, as much as possible. Low maintenance and natural. So even for my guys, you know, all right, if this gray hair is bothering you, let's kind of camouflage it a little yeah. without necessarily <clears throat> sure. covering it with shoe polish, you know? Right. I mean, it's 2019 now, right. you know? I mean, it's totally acceptable Absolutely. to improve. Yeah. Well, and I call, like, gray hairs, I call them wisdom highlights, you know, yeah. for men or for women. That's so sweet. So let your, let your wisdom show, man. <laughs> so, so sweet. What about actual, so with your clients, but what about in the men in the men's styling world right now? What is, I mean, I know that the high and tight or whatever, the tight on the sides mm -hmm. and that cool um, flashback to the 20s, 30s look with a severe part, that's mm -hmm. still working, right? That's still yeah, in right now. Definitely. Anything else that you're finding in the in the world of men styling that's uh, trending? The biggest trend right now is that men are styling their hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Good having point. more and more clients that are willing to spend five to 15 minutes styling. Where in the past, you know, a man would spend like, zero to 60 seconds, right? You know, so the fact that men are willing to style now is really exciting and buy product and do a little bit, you know? So again, it, it I think it's what works best with your hair. You know, if you've got super curly wavy hair, you probably don't want to have like a straight look because then you're going to have a lot of work to do, you mm -hmm. know? So, so yeah, I think men, men doing styling, like I said. Does Kevin Murphy, do they have, um, I don't know if this is the term, but co-ed or... Unisex. Unisex, yeah, unisex, I guess co-ed's like a dorm. <laughs> a unisex product, or do you have actual men, men's products, or at least like a putty or something more specific to... Yes, we do have like specifically marketed to men's products, but really the whole line is synergistic and interchangeable. You, men and women can use it. It just depends on the look you're going for. Right. You know, cause so what, I guess I would clarify it more rather than men and women as like short hair range versus the long hair right. range. So if you have short hair, these products are going to be the best for you. And if you have longer hair, these products are going to be the best for you. Right. That makes yeah, sense. Really. It's kind of a, it's an ambiguous, you know, look. Right. Androgynous, if you will. Mm -hmm. Anything that's come to mind for you, Abby, of men's fashion or styling for hair? I mean, the beard, man. The yeah. beard is just holding on tight. I love it. I love holding the beard. On. I love the People beard to a certain point. On beards. I mean, I the think that's Edelman another was... It's a revolution that's about to happen. Let me tell you why. 
because I think men are growing beards, but they don't quite know how to take care of them yet. Some do, like, don't get me wrong. Some men, they know the beard culture. Seminal Heights will know the beard culture, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) But some guys just need a little bit of education. So teaching them how to keep it, like, tightened up a little bit or you can change the entire shape of your face by the shape of your oh my god story time i have a friend julian and he's gorgeous he's from france but he always would take care of his hair take care of his skin and then irma happened and he well the hurricane you mean yes hurricane irma happened and and my friends all stayed together and for you know a couple days he didn't shave and it transformed his face right now he 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 takes very good care of his beard but Mm -hmm. like we always joke we're like julian thank god for irma like we we praise (laughs) her because she brought the beard isn't that funny but it's so true so even if someone's beard just grows in the natural way sometimes just a little bit of edging or trimming and you can be like oh my God, your jawline just grew by two inches. Yeah, you know? right, and right. So I think guys are kind of like discovering that or being taught that, you know, again, just the ones that haven't learned yet, you know. So it's very exciting for a lot of people, I think, <laughs> men and women alike. I think people get discouraged because they don't have like, they'll see like the Duck Dynasty guy was with the full beard. And it's oh like, God, yeah. They don't have, some guys don't have that like fullness yet. Right. But not everybody needs that, you know. I, one of my favorite things to say about hair is like, you wear the hair. Don't let the wear hair the hair wear you. Yeah. Right? Duck Dynasty guys, they can wear that beard because <laughs> they're wearing the heck out of it. Some random like office manager wearing that beard, you'd be like, you might be out of place, sir. <laughs> you know? Or like, let me show you how to trim it. You know. So I think every beard has its time and place. <laughs> well, we live in Florida, so it's hard for me. It's like, especially when it gets beyond. Mm-hmm. you know, a half an inch or so. It's like having a husky in Florida. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Isn't it hot as shit? Yeah. I mean, to be, sp- I saw a guy run in Bayshore with a massive beard the yeah. other day. I'm like, really? Oh, but it stinks. I don't know. Oh, Shaved stink. my beard a long time ago, exactly. so I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's dripping with yeah. sweat. I'm like, got some hair in there from three well, he is committed. <laughs> exactly. So, He's yeah. military. Oh, you think so? Why? Well, just see if he's running on Bayshore with a beard. I don't know. I always assume Cause that. Because they're t- like what? <laughs> Military guys. Are I'm just tough. picturing my fiance. He runs on the Bayshore with. You are totally beard. projecting right now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he may have been, for all I know. But all I could see was the beard. I didn't see anything else. Or it was just like, wow, that's commitment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how what the female equation to that actually like, is. Like, what's your hair down? <laughs> I but, could, oh. I mean, but it doesn't grow like a beard grows. <laughs> and that takes a long time to grow that. I don't even think it's possible. Do you guys? Well, I mean, the human body hasn't changed that much since the 70s, right? It's got to be totally possible. What was that movie? All um, trends come back around. Right? Yeah. What was that? American Pie where he went in with a weed whacker? Uh, All right. Oh so back God. to the beard. Sometimes I feel like going in with a weed whacker. <laughs> Some guys, but anyhow, that probably would be considered assault. <laughs> From beards to business, let's let's talk about building business. Yes. Thank you. Transition. Um, yeah. So, what are you doing to build your business? How long did it take you um, to build your clientele base? All that stuff for a long time. So, uh, to be totally honest, I think a lot of it comes from being employed at Tribeca. You know, a lot of a lot of people know Tribeca. Brandon has been in the area, you know, the salon's been there for 20 years now. And so, and he's, we've always been very, or Tribeca has always been very um, involved in the community and fashion shows and, you know, charities and things like that. So I think that having the name out there always helps. Um, also, I mean, when we first opened, so I first, we have two locations currently and our third location opening soon, as you mentioned, in Seminole Heights. Whoop, whoop, come whoop, whoop. Um, But for now, I work at our Ebor location. And when I first started, we I was at the Tampa location. So when Ebor opened, I transferred over. And when we moved, we literally pounded the pavement. I mean, I walked around Ebor banging on business doors, people's homes, and asked them, you know, gave them my business cards, handed out coupon cards, and, you know, asked them how they liked the area, met some people, you know, did some networking, and just kind of got a, a sense of the area. Ebor is such a unique little town. 
every business, every small business down there kind of supports each other. We all go to the little businesses around there. A lot of our clients are local business or employees, you know what I mean? Or bartenders at the place right next door. Ashley Furniture is right there. They've got a lot of clients. So a lot of that proximity is mm-hmm. is very easy, you know? In addition to that, we live in a time now with, with technology and social media and it's free marketing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a no brainer. You know what I mean? To take pictures and post them out there because all you have to do is put hashtags and you're being advertised, you know? Right. You and still ha- cost thousands of dollars for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so social media helps a lot now, which, um, as I told you guys earlier, I'm, I'm working on, I'm trying to sharpen my skills on that and, and post more because I, I just tend to be a person, I live very much in the moment and then I kind of forget about the pictures and, and so, but it's very important, you know, because that's your living portfolio mm-hmm. and people get to see all the time. And again, alluding back to the fact that fashion and trends change all the time. If you're not changing and your styles aren't changing, right. you're, not, you're not as relevant, you know, so it's kind of something to keep up with. And also, I mean, to your point with the um, with the social media, sometimes when you are busy, I notice this is just kind of like an industry. It's not even just an industry, honestly. It's in almost every kind of business. When you're busy, you start dropping the ball a little bit on how you market or how often you market because you're not quite as hungry as you were when you were first starting out. Right. Um, and I, I see that. So it's you know good to be around people that and even see other businesses keeping that bar high mm-hmm. so you have to continue to keep up with things. Yes. Not only keep up with things in our industry because of the necessity to be relevant, mm-hmm. but also keep up with new business. Everybody can stand to have new business. You're not right? busy enough to not get new business yeah, you're never because you're always going to have a few fall off. Maybe they move I don't know, move, move away, or maybe they get an allergy, or whoever knows. You know, maybe they come divorce and broke. I don't know. These are all the scenarios that anybody can lose business. So, yeah, keeping up on, on the social media side of it is just our modern day to keep relevant. Definitely. 100%. Because that, just like you said earlier, that 20-year-old right out of school is hungry. Right. And they know how to use it. Yes. And maybe they only, only have worked on three people, but right. all three people are on social media to mm-hmm. your maybe one or none. Yep. It's it's kind of a big responsibility, too, to open yourself up to business on Instagram because then people are going to nonstop start emailing you and, and messaging you mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. And again, for someone like me who doesn't pay that much mm-hmm. attention to it, I could miss out on business and mm-hmm. then potentially upset people if I don't. Right. So that's another kind of, it's you know, it's a big responsibility. You have to keep up yep. with it. Which is a little bit daunting, but again, high risk, high reward. You know, like you said, we we're on a level system. So unless you're getting a new business, you're not going to change levels or get promoted. You right. know, and or make more money. Even. Right, right, okay. making more money. You can be your own. Um, you know, set your own promotions essentially by right. how hard you want to work. We have a you know very healthy level of competition at the salon too. We always we congratulate each other on promotions, but we always love to get promotions too. You know, so it's like all right, I'm going to get promoted this round. Right. You know, so we kind of help build each other up and keep each other on focus, and that's one of my favorite parts about working at Tribeca. It's just such a teamwork environment. You know, it's it's everybody helps each other out. You can get a get a second opinion or a third opinion even on a color. Sometimes I brainstorm for like a couple days before a client comes in with as many styles as I can talk to, just right. to get as many ideas as I can, you know? That's good. That's a really nice environment mm-hmm. to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be more of that. with each other. And then going out afterwards for drinks. Right, right. And then getting plastered. <laughs> Nothing like a bonding moment. Getting everything that happened. Holding somebody's hair back <laughs> at the end of the but night. At least it's, the hair's done nicely after that. That's right. At least you can wash really it. Beautiful. That's right. You can wash it out for them the next day with a hair treatment from Kevin Murphy. <laughs> That's just extra protein. <laughs> Come in for a blowout. I'll spray your hair for you. <laughs> All right. So I know that Tribeca sponsors a number of events throughout the year. I've been to a few of them. Um, and you are, you're heavily involved with many of them, from what I can tell, based on your stress level when I'm contacting <laughs> you. You're like, I can't talk to you for two months. Yeah, Bye-bye. <laughs> I've actually been trying to get her in here as a guest for like three months, two oh. months. Well, we've only been going on for two months. So basically since the beginning. <laughs> But, you, um, you were the driving the factor behind this podcast. Yeah, you are. Stuff. You are my inspiration. You didn't know that, did you? It's all about me. It's just my world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of secrets today. A lot of inspiration. <laughs> I got to think of mine. All right. Well, you're my Get, oh, thank you. Get your list out. Let's hear what's going on in Tribeca. Got it. All right. Which list? 
well, the naughty list, the nice list. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's probably all the same. <laughs> oh, actually, let's talk about you've got something coming up um, very soon. Yes. And then talk about the other events that go on throughout the, the year as well. Yes. So like you were talking about, one of the big events that we do every year, and it's usually in January, is Cocktails and Couture. And it is it happens at the Ritz, which is down in Ybor fun. on 7th Avenue. What's that? Oh, yeah. Super, super fun. fun. If you've never, if, for anybody who's been to the Ritz knows, it's a huge venue. It's lots of rooms. It's super fun. So the event itself is mainly a fashion show and a hair show. Um, but then there's also, it's you know, a multimedia representation. There's live art and performances and singers and dancers and signature cocktails. And people come out dressed to their nines and, you know, like, you know, their Sunday best, if you will. And then some people come in full costumes. So, and some people come in jeans and a t-shirt. You right. know, anybody, it's, it's a, an event for everyone. And the money all goes to charity. And the charity is to raise money. It goes into a scholarship fund to send one student every other year from Hillsborough County to cosmetology school oh cool yep so we've been working for lots of years to build up this money to get it to be an endowment that is self-sustaining right and i think that this year put us over the over the edge excellent congrats yeah thank you nice i think it's awesome so when is this cocktails and couture so it's every january this past year it was the 12th it's usually like right in the middle of january and um yeah, the I, I love this cause because I graduated from Hillsborough County. Mm-hmm. I was a student that didn't even know that cosmetology school was an option, you know? So I love this because this could have been me, you know? This could yeah. have been my start. It could have saved me the two years of... Poor state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say it was wasting that time because, you know, you learn who you are during that time. Some good things happened to me. Some bad things happened. You know, you learn who you are. But, but if you can save someone that time and energy and money, that'd be so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I, that's uh, like I said, I love it's giving back. Yeah. It's giving back. I love it. Definitely. So, um, so that's cocktails and couture, which is a super, super fun event. And then what's coming up is called a wig out. And that is the Metro inclusive health, um, is a, it's partnering with Tribeca and they we're having a hair fundraiser and it's to, Let's see, it's promote, it's empowering healthcare and wellness programs at Metro. So they provide free healthcare for everyone. It used to be focused, you know, they're heavily involved in the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So it's focused, you know, on heavily all inclusive, but anyone can go there for healthcare. Um, So they're having this big fashion show or this hair event, this wig event, if you will, at the salon at Tribeca in Ybor um, on March 24th from 6 to 8.30. Let me see. Online tickets are $15 in advance or $20 at the door. And there's a wig contest. So you can either show up and wear a wig just for funsies, or you can show up in a wig and enter in the contest. And there's going to be door prizes and raffles and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you want to see some fun hair and have a good time and dress up like somebody for a night, come on out to Tribeca. Nice. (laughs) Love it. So that's coming up again. What's the date on that? March 24th. March 24th. uh, Sunday. And then the time for that too. That is six. 6 to 8.30. March 24th. Okay. Um, Good to know. Any other events that you guys have coming up throughout the year or? Stay tuned, man. We always have things coming up or, you know, sometimes we'll throw together a fashion show just because we have an idea and we want to send it down a runway, you know, like I said, follow, you know, we'll follow us on social media and everything and we'll always post about that stuff before it happens. All right. Cool. Hey, we're going to go right into our rapid fire. So this has become a tradition. Um, um, We're doing, uh, well, for you, we did a couple of I, I know you a little bit, uh-huh. so I'd like to say a little bit, but yeah. I know you probably a little bit. Yeah, a lot come bit. on, girl. So um, sometimes we do that are city-centric. I do have a couple of Tampa questions in here for you just because we like to keep it just fine. Cool. Find yeah. out where you like I'm a Tampa. Tampa. Girl. That's right, you're a Tampa it. girl. Yeah. Anyhow, so Abs, you want to start? Yes. Okay, what hairstyle would you like to see back in style? Okay, I really... This is going to sound really crazy, but I kind of want some version of a mullet to come back in style. I have this weird obsession Ooh, with like know. a Euro mullet, you know, like tight yeah. on the sides, volume on the top, and yeah. in the back. I'm a weirdo. If, if, if you could make it look cool, maybe I'll be down. I mean, I like, I, I like the shag, you know, like a that's about the, cl- so the closest yeah. I'd get I to a, a mullet. Shag. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Right. So you want you want the mullet. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. Duly, don't worry, guys. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, oh right. crap. We're in trouble. Don't worry. <laughs> well, the last answer could be the answer to this question, but I guess not. Oh, what no. hair trend is the absolute worst? 
Oh man, I gotta be honest, coming from a professional hairstylist, the trend that is the worst is silver hair. Silver hair? Like the grandma oh, hair? Out of here. Really? I love how it looks. It looks so great, but unless you are a natural blonde who- It's a lot like of work, platinum, isn't it? Don't even try. Yep. It's, uh, it's destroying everyone's hair and people are so unrealistic about having it and wanting it and okay. how much it costs. And I feel like, I feel like um, a lot of hair and even lashes, you gotta be realistic with yes. it. Yes. Like my friends will show me pictures of hair on girls and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to ask for this. And it's like, that's nice. But that girl probably has like a bunch of extensions in, so it's not going to look right. as right. luminous in it. Exactly. And it didn't happen in the one session. Like that's yes. so Again, realistic. like I mentioned, Very expensive. consultations, so important because that's where you establish all those things, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, man, it's like I said, I love it. I'm not hating on the look of it. It's just like. It's ruining people's hair. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely get out. Beat it, kid. Um, what was your favorite decade for fashion? I have to say the 70s. I love the 70s yeah. silhouettes, the feathered hair, mm -hmm. the fringe away from the face, the aviator glasses. Fringe, fringe. I love fringe, fringe man. All day. All day. <laughs> I love uh, fringe. Episode one. I oh, fringe episode. is. Oh well, there's also fringe. Yeah, like the bangs. Fringe I was on say, your hair too. Episode I was three. Plug your podcast. Episode three, I think. Wasn't yeah. it or two? Mm -hmm. We did a fat. We did a fashion around the world trending and fringe, fringe is. I know, right? I mean, fringe for anything. Yep. Every time I cut cut bangs on a client, I'm like, well, now I need these bangs. For <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> on top of it all. Um, yeah. What are your favorite product lines outside of maybe? Kevin outside. Murphy. Yeah, Ooh. just because we've talked a lot about Kevin Murphy. Okay, and don't just limit it to hair. I want to know like beauty, skincare. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I'm super low maintenance, so I'm not the best with that. I have one hair product that I did talk about was the Whey products yeah. by Jen Adkin. I'm like, have such Who a girl crush the... on her. Jen Adkin is a celebrity hairstylist, and I follow her on Instagram, and she is... I mean, I don't know her in person, obviously, but she's like You will now a, that yeah. you've been on Instant Pretty. <laughs> right. She's such a girl boss, man. She is a hairstylist and she's an entrepreneur and she helps with developing tools and she created this hairline on her own and marketed it on Instagram. And the product line is great. It focuses on the integrity of the hair and there's mm -hmm. no sulfates in it. It's really healthy and it smells incredible. So... I mean, I hate advertising it because we don't sell it, but honestly, it's real great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jen Ed Edwin? Jen Adkin. Adkin. A-T-K-I-N. Okay, yeah. great. But the product line is Way. O-U-A-I. O-U. O-U-A-I. Yep. Okay. I want to ask this next one. Okay. Can I? Yeah. If you were an animal, what would it be? <laughs> For anyone that knows me, probably knows this is a very easy question. I even asked my fiance just to double check, but we both said cat. A cat, <laughs> and then yes. the second answer was a sloth. So, oh, so there's that <laughs> energy level. All right, I just thought that that was. What would yours? What would yours be, Abby? My spirit animal. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to. I would think maybe like a like a panther or a jaguar. Mm. Oh, you're getting fancy with it. Yeah. See, my species of cat depends on the day. Sometimes, oh really? But like, sometimes like I'm a domestic house cat, and then sometimes I'm a panther. Yeah, <laughs> but then it, but then again, I'm not a huge cat person, so maybe a dog. Maybe my oh. spirit animal is my dog Rex. When you when you close your eyes and you think about being an animal, sometimes something doesn't just pop in there. No, I don't know. Mine's so clear what all the it? time. It's a horse for sure. Oh. A horse, of course. Of course. <laughs> a horse, of course. Oh no, absolutely. I want to be a horse funny. someday. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Just running through a field with your hair flapping in the oh, breeze. I love horses. Oh, <laughs> um, what about the next one, Ab? Um, What travel destination is on destination is on your bucket list? Oh man, it's hard to say because. I mean, everywhere I haven't been, honestly, but <laughs> somewhere tropical. I would always, I love a good beach, just water and sand, somewhere to relax. Um, I've always wanted to go to Arizona, mm -hmm. you know, I've never been out there before. And Red Rocks is yeah. on my list. You know, Colorado, you mean? Yeah, Red Rocks, Colorado. Going to see a concert at Red Rocks. Right. My friend's going to see Florence and the Machine there. Nice. Oh, they always God. have such a good lineup there. Oh, they do. They I mean, the all and my so other long. friend got proposed to there. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. You can even run the stairs there, too. Yeah, it's in the morning, the in the, in the morning, people run the stairs That's up and down, apparently. We'll have to take Pretty on the road. Oh, my God, yes. yes. We're doing I'll it. Okay. Coming in as our wing woman. Coming in. Well, let's stay local. Um, what are your favorite Tampa hangout spots? 
I spend a lot of time in Ebor, and mm-hmm. maybe that's because I work down there, but I just love the vibe down down in Ebor. And depending on what mood I'm in, and it de- determines like the place that I'll go. One of my favorite places is um, the wine bar down there. So- Society Wine Bar is what it's called. And the owners um, are Jamie and Michael, and they're amazing people, and they support the salon so great. And so we love to go over there, too, and have some drinks after work. They're just so fun. They're... Um, it's a really great place to go to have wine for anywhere from like $5 a glass to like $20 a glass. And they're the most knowledgeable and non-pretentious wine bar that I've ever been to. So for a wine novice like me, who's someone who feels kind of silly sometimes going to the fancy wine bars, I love going there because, you know, yeah. feels like home. <laughs> so that's the Society Wine Bar. Yes. Yeah. I haven't been there yet, have you? They've got a few locations. They actually just opened another one. Oh, on uh, Beta Bay, yes, right? on Beta Bay. That's where I've seen it before. And they have another location in Seminole Heights, incidentally, right down the street from where Wow, they're just following Tribeca. Yeah, really. My world is really opening up right now. (laughs) (laughs) What about your favorite Tampa festival? I know you do a lot of festivals. Or at least you used to. Yeah, I work has been a little busy in a while. I know, it's unfortunate I haven't lately. But on this past weekend, actually, it was Gasparilla Music Mm -hmm. Festival, which I didn't get to go to because I was working, but it's always one of my favorites. The the way it's put on is always so great. It never feels overwhelming with the crowd. You know, right. it's always set up really well. There's always uh, good people out there. I they bring in music that I've never heard of before. You know what I mean? Which is always a good time. Um, so that's always a lot of fun. Sometimes you go out there and it's just the way that they're set up. The booths are all close together and there's people yeah. crowded and you just sweat and stand in line the whole time. Yeah. Not the case with Gasparilla Music Festival. That's always a really good time. Down in Ebor, just a couple weeks ago, we had Fiesta Day, actually, where they shut down. It, went, it was a Saturday, and they shut down 7th Avenue. So people can kind of walk down, and they have a bunch of pop-up shops with oh, little cute. vendors and um, little shops and food. And we, Tribeca had a shop set up where people could come by and get free samples. And that was a really fun day. So I'm definitely going to that next Do, year, is that Is Fiesta Day a mm-hmm. yearly thing, or is it they're going to do it monthly? They do, it's a yearly thing. They do it annual. But there are festivals that happen down in Ebor all the time. There's the Italian festival, and they have, you know, singers that come in, and all, of course, you can imagine the food vendors, right? Yeah. And they have bocce ball tournaments and things like that. And there's the Cuban Sandwich Festival, which is amazing, yeah. you know? So always in Ebor, there's something going on, which is really convenient when you work there, and I can just get off work and walk right on up to the food stand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite Tampa boutique? Uh, I just realized now I'm naming all these places in Ebor, but La France. I love La France. Right? It's so lovely. You never know what you're going to get there. Yeah, it's a vintage boutique, so they've got everything vintage. Some of it's new and some of it's, you know, true vintage used, but everything is so interesting and and ornate and different. It's such a cute shop. And everyone that works there is always so friendly and welcoming. You know, you walk in and again, it's like a big giant hug. Hi, how are you? Yeah. I bought a couple corsets there and they're, they fit, fit you for like, um, uh, waist slimming uh-huh. and uh, it was there they, they come from UK is where they get their main corset line at least uh-huh. they used to and it's just a beautiful like experience with the manager there I yeah. can't remember what her name is but they're know. the redhead I think she's still a redhead but yeah. it's a really great it's a great, really great boutique great shop. they're awesome they actually did for the Fiesta Day they sponsored a fashion show and they performed so they had oh, that's um, fun. yeah and they had a bunch of different people wearing their outfits and Tribeca styled the hair for the oh, fashion nice. show oh nice yeah we do stuff like that all the time, right, in the community. We love helping out, you know, and it's all on a volunteer basis, but all of us stylists are more than happy to do it because it's fun. Right. And every time you get to meet new people and every new person you meet is a potential client or a potential friend, you right. know, so. And then again, afterward, you know, we all kind of hang out as a group afterwards and maybe we'll go somewhere to have, you know, a little sit down together or not, but it's always, it's always fun, you know, when everyone loves what you're doing. Nice. Yeah. Our last one, or last rapid fire. I think we already know the answer to this one. We probably do, but it's worth asking again. Beards, yes or no? A strong yes. Okay, strong strong yes. yes. Especially if you're military. Yes. And run. I will say there's a beard for everyone. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's a beard for everyone. There's a time and a place for everything. A shape for proper for everyone. But I am a big fan of the beard. Facial hair all day. I like that. Um, Well, TFAB, where can people find you? So I, as I alluded to earlier too, my new found effort to start um, advertising myself a little better. My handle now, I just started a new hair Instagram, is at hair by TFAB. Um, and then also for the salon is at Tribeca Salon. And we have a 
um, Instagram for Fabric as well, which is at Fabric. Um, and so they're all on Instagram and Facebook. I thought, isn't Tribeca Tribeca Color Salon, or am I am I off on that? It might, mm, we changed it at some point, so let me double I just want to double check just so we make sure we get it right, so people know that they're looking for the location in either Ebor or... Right. Um, and because are you, there's other Tribecas. Are you exclusively only at Ebor now? I am, yes. All the stylists except for my boss are... Um, at only one location. We don't travel back and forth just because it gets too confusing with yeah. all of the um, stylists. It's Tribeca Color Salon. Okay, so it is. Good. So that's on Instagram. Slide into her DMs. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Contact me. Well, thank you, Tanya. You're I hope so this welcome. was a good time for you. So great. Thanks so much good for time having for us. me. Yeah. And thanks for joining us on Instant Pretty Podcast. We look forward to seeing uh, your, what fab things you do in the future. <laughs> T-Fab. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Instant Pretty. Stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. This is a cannabis podcast powered by Truly. Quick fix on radio influence. People think that THC to get you high. And CBD is the therapeutic. And to, to some extent, that is true. CBD doesn't get you high. THC does get you high. There's different levels, obviously. But now they're finding out that THC might even have more medicinal value than CBD. Now, the only issue with that is the people who don't like the high, and I'm not one of them, the people who don't like the high, it's not, that's not going to make sense for them. That's why CBD works for them. For people who don't mind the high, go with the THC. That makes sense. People have a lot of different reasons why they smoke marijuana. To me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why you smoke it. Smoke it and get the benefits. The Cannabis Podcast, powered by Truly, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.